Are you there? Yes. Why are you not saying anything? Because I was waiting for you to set up. Oh. Why Why do you sound like in a bad mood? Because you're like, I'm getting on, and then you're not on, and then you read my message, and then I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm like, what do I do? And then you're still not there. And also, okay, I gotta do some stuff real quick. It was like two hours later, so then I was like, so is we recording? And you're like, what? You that ain't what you what? said. You said it. Is we? Like, is we? Is we what? What would you think I was talking about? Like, what on earth would I be talking about right then? I don't know. I said I gotta do some things real quick, and then... Real quick. The next thing you say to me is, is we? I thought we already established that we is. Well, you were on, I saw you were online for a good bit, and I was just like, this guy better know I've just forgotten, matey. You know when I say I have to do things that it's, like, probably going to be a while. Well, don't say real quick then, because I thought, like, okay, well, I'm going to eat my dinner real quick then, and then, like, then I'm sitting there waiting a little bit, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take a bath then, too, and then I'm waiting, and then... I had to go get money and pay bills and all this nonsensical shit. Real quick. That's not real quick, though. Say I gotta run somewhere, and then I'll tell you when I'm ready. If there's 24 hours in a day and it took me two hours, I'd say that's pretty real quick. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Baby, I'm for real. I won't pull out if you want to peel. Hey guys, it's Carly back with episode number 10 of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. And tonight I'm joined with my companion JP as always. And we are not back on the couch like usual, (laughs) even though we should be. We are over Skype again. So... What's been going on, JP? I know it's been, you know, a long-ass time since we've recorded. Yeah, so the what's other up with day, that? man, somebody – I got invited to this group on Facebook. Um, not the Netflix and Show Horror Podcast, but you should join that group. If you uh, would do so, we'd greatly appreciate it. But it was a different group. It was called Now Listening. Kind of an interesting group. It's The whole idea is to just post what you're listening to in terms of podcasts, and then you could have a discussion about it in the chat in the uh, comment section. So I, I like that. And the guy who invited me to that was like, uh, it's been, it's my, my iTunes says that it's been 20 whatever days since Netflix and show posted an episode. Am I missing one? And I was like, no, you're not actually, <laughs> that's just how many we did and how long it's took us to do another one. Um, which is kind of what I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. Like, I really think that the format is just throwing me for a loop. Like the format originally was super simple. Every two weeks, we watch one movie on Netflix or Shutter or whatever, and then we do a review on it. But then we ran into a couple bad ones, and it was like, like almost like 15, 20-minute reviews, and we're like, can we really put out a 15- or 20-minute episode? So we were like, maybe we should add some more stuff. And then we had that crazy episode where we watched like a bunch of things because I didn't have anything going on, uh, which was, like I think, episode like 8 and... Then I was kind of like, okay, well, maybe we should just have a bunch of things that we do every week. And honestly, that's what caused this episode to be delayed because we actually have already recorded the feature review tonight, which is Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl. 
And we've had that recorded for probably two weeks now, yet we were still waiting to finish other content to add into this episode in order to have a full episode. And it got me really thinking, like, I sh- I'm forcing things. Like, I, this was supposed to be just a side project that is fun that I do with my friend. And I'm starting to, like, force um, time, which I don't have or I just don't feel like doing, which is always a bad thing when it comes to podcasting. You never want to be miserable, which I'm not. I'm not to that point yet, but I'm just saying, like, you don't want to be miserable or delay things too long because you don't have time or don't feel like doing something. Like, it should be consistent. So um, I think what we're going to do now, and Carly, uh, we haven't really talked too much about this, is we're still going to do one film, one featured review, and we will review that featured review every two weeks. And then when we sit down to record that featured review, if we have watched anything else or have done anything else for the show, then we can do it there. But we don't have to. We don't have a um, constraint on what we need to see. And Carly, more so, if I'm like, hey, let's watch Always Shine for that episode as well well either i watch it and you don't you didn't get to it whatever i could still talk about it or vice versa i think what was throwing us off was you were waiting on me to watch things you were ready to go and i just wasn't ready to go so instead of like we record i have no idea what the fuck we're talking about yeah because it's been so long since you've seen it and i do apologize for that so i'm thinking now what we do is we just throw it up in the air. Hey, we're going to do this for sure. This is our main featured review. And we may do this and this. Or, you know, I may watch something that we didn't talk about or whatever. And then it will just be whatever we come with. Um, instead of, like, going shopping and coming to the show, we're just going to bring whatever we have. We don't have a list anymore. It's just like, if you have <laughs> something, you have something. If you don't, you don't. Sound good? Or like, wh- How do you feel about that? Like your shopping um, analogy. It was kind saying of bad. That. It was bad. <laughs> it was. Yeah. No, I'm fine with that. I mean, I'd kind of rather do that too. I mean, I don't do, this is the only podcast I do, obviously, and you're busy with like your main one and watching 25 seasons of the Married with Children show. Mm-hmm. But like, even I like get stressed out, like thinking, like, oh, I got to watch all this stuff for this podcast. So I kind of like just having a main review and then being like, oh, I can just watch whatever I want and then talk about it if I want to on here. So I like the idea. Yeah, so I think that's what we're going to do going forward. We'll still have a featured review, like a main review, um, which will be um, a newer film, either on Netflix or uh, Shudder, which, by the way, we've been shuttering it up lately like crazy. And yeah. uh, I, I love that because Shudder is kind of where it's at. There's so much new stuff on there, even since the last time that we recorded um, even for the review that we recorded, you know, not even speaking about the time that it's been since we are the flesh till now, like even from two weeks ago when we recorded our first review for this episode, there's been stuff released. So um, I think that's awesome. I love Shudder. And uh, we sh- I was talking to Carla. I was like, we should have named ourselves Shudder and Chill. I don't know why I didn't think to do that, um, because that would have been um, probably a better name for us since we mostly cover Shudder stuff. But uh, it might not have been as recognizable. But who knows? You know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But um, there's some other, a few other things that I wanted to talk about. So um, we're still going to have the segment or whatever, like 
uh, I challenged you to watch Making a Murderer, which we'll get to your review later, and I was challenged to watch some kind of alien show, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. So, um, besides that, though, uh, we're just going to basically come in with whatever we watched, whatever streaming stuff we watched, and we'll talk about it there. Um, This episode in particular... Um, I believe you watched something, and then uh, we both watched something else, uh, which we'll get to in a second. I don't know why I'm being so cryptic. Like, it's obviously going to be on the thumbnail or something or in the title. So, uh, Carly watched Stranger <laughs> Things, and uh, we both watched Always Shine, which is a Shutter exclusive. Uh, so, uh, basically, and you know, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, did I have 22 shots and I have married with children and these other things as well, which means Carly that you have to bring it extra big since you don't have other things that you've done. Whoa, 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 that whoa. You do. You I basically have, I have a, do nothing. No, 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 no. I have other stuff going on in my life. Just not like podcasty stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I think, yeah, like I, I think, I think you have plenty of time to do all the work for me how you can watch the stuff i need to watch for me and then just tell me how i would review it no 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 that's not how this is gonna work buddy yeah maybe i should teach you how to edit this thing oh no no exactly exactly didn't even think of that part Um, i'd have to like download the software and stuff that you use yep uh, so besides that, guys, I, I do do like a ton of other things. And what I was trying to explain to her is like, just give me a little bit of time to get acclimated to the increase in my schedule. At first, it's always a shock and I'm like, feel like I have no time. But once I get used to utilizing my time, then I'm fine. So right now I do have the married with children and I do have the, the 22 shots and 22 shots. Once I get, you, you know, back in the saddle of uh, and used to doing it um as often as we are doing it because we took a three month break between episode 99 and episode 100 so now that that's finally out and we're doing regular episodes again i just have to get used to not to having to watch as many movies as i do for that show and having to edit and and do that show because for the longest time when we were doing netflix and chill i was only doing this and married with children and um you know, Married with Children actually takes up the least amount of time out of anything that I do um, because the episodes are like 22 minutes and the record time is like an hour per episode, if that. Um, so, But we do bullshit on there for a little bit. So once I get used to this, we'll have regular Netflix and show episodes again. My goal was to have how many weeks are there in the year? 52 weeks? Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> so my goal was to have 26 episodes per year. And I still want to meet that goal. So we're very many, you know, we're, we're a little behind right now, but we might actually do like multiple episodes in a week, uh, not a week, you know, a episode a week at certain times, you know, instead of being bi-weekly, just to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is they're probably going to be a lot like shorter and, and more basic episodes, um, but we will, it, it, you know, it sucks because one of the reasons we started doing more things is because the movies had been so weak and we couldn't say anything about them, but now we're getting good. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, ah, um, but you know, that's kind of the plans going forward here. Uh, basically if we watch anything, we'll talk about it. If not, we're not going to force it. So, um, I hope you guys still check out everything that we do, um, because it's fun and we, and we have a good time doing this stuff 
And uh, I love watching these like Shutter exclusives and stuff. And there's so much cool stuff on there right now too. Shutter, there's like news that Shutter is doing original films um, now. I don't know if you got that or not, but yeah, Shutter is doing original films. Their first one just premiered, I believe. I uh, don't know the name of it. Kind of forget, guys. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, so there's tons of stuff. They actually have a um, podcast on their uh, website too. Which is, it's like, it's not like a talk radio podcast, it's like a theatrical podcast, where it's like a story with like noise, like sound, like I forget what they call those, there's a name for them, but um, they're, they're kind of popular, and I was gonna have one of us check that out so we could report back on, on, about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'd check it out. Yeah, uh, so the final thing I wanted to say here was, we had a pretty crazy thing happen. Do you know what I'm talking about? You mean where you think you changed history? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That was crazy. Basically, I told this story on 22 Shots, so I apologize if you're hearing it for a second time. But basically, I ordered a fire stick because somebody told me, hey, you can watch Shudder on your TV with a fire stick. And I was like, Oh, cool. That that's what I need because I was tired of watching it on my laptop or tablet or whatever. So I ordered this Fire Stick, get it in, and it turned out I can watch Shutter on the Fire Stick, but I have to have it through my Amazon account, which I didn't, or else I would have just watched it on the Xbox. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that you can do that on the Xbox if you have it through your Shutter uh, through your Amazon account too. Um, and you would think, well, if you have Shutter, can't you just put it on your Amazon account? No, you can't. You actually have to cancel your Shutter subscription and and renew it through Amazon, which is a pain. And I don't want to do that because I like having the Shutter, you know, my list and th- stuff like that. I like the layout. I like the layout because with it, yeah. when you have it on Amazon, it's going to give you all the Amazon titles too. So I like it being filtered. So I'm was mad once I got that fire stick and found that out. I was like, damn it. I wasted money on this fire stick. Even though I didn't waste money because I got it for free with my rewards points through my Amazon credit card. Oh, aren't you uh, cool? Yeah. So, uh, basically I typed up like a angry like post, but I think I was pretty respectful and not like a dick in it. I think I was just like, man, this sucks. Cause I love your service. And, but it's been so long. And, and I actually was part of the shutter beta, which was back in like 20, like 15, I think. Uh, 2014 i can't remember but it was the beta where it was like it was like invite only or something like that um at first and i think they opened it up to the public a little bit more but it was free shutter was free back then for you to try and test it out and stuff and give them feedback and so shutter's technically been around a while without having this app for you know the only way you can really have shutter is on like certain smart tvs and roku at up to this point And then I was like, you know, Xbox and PlayStation are the two biggest things that people have. Like, like they are in many homes. So I actually own a PS4 and an Xbox. So I was like, damn, you know, like I'm getting frustrated. Like I have this podcast where I actually have to watch this stuff now. I'm tired of watching it on a tablet. Like I want to watch it on my damn TV. That's why I bought a, you know, 42 inch TV or whatever, you know, a couple years ago and, and have it mounted on the wall and bought this damn light to stick under it and stuff. Like I want to watch the damn TV. Um, so I typed this thing out and then, um, Jerry Herrig, the homie, is it Herrig or Herring? Um, I thought it was Herring. Yeah, it might be. Is. <laughs> so Herring, uh, Jerry, 
Jerry Herring. Don't, aren't you like friend? Don't you know this dude? Yeah, I talk to him every week. Like yeah, for yeah. hours. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, he shared it around. He's like, "Yo, JP's like on fire right now. Like this, like we need to get behind him." And and everybody did. And then I shared it too, and was like, "Hey, you guys need to get behind me." And everybody started flooding that post that I made with comments agreeing with me. And, you know, some were kind of almost like douchebaggish, but, you know, it was people airing their grievances. And Shudder went and responded to every single one of them. I thought that was awesome. And then I went and posted and I said, you know, thank you for responding to everybody. Like, I'm going to keep up with your service because I, I like that you did that. And they were like, you know, thank you, and you might want to check your Xbox later tonight, just saying. And I was like, what? You know what I'm breaking saying? my eardrum. I was like, what? No, 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 it's, I know what you're saying, I heard, yeah. And then I, I hop on the Xbox, and it's not there, and I'm like, these fucking liars. And then the <laughs> next day, the next day, um, I think Sarah posted something in 22 Shots that said that Reddit was saying that it's on Xbox. So I went on Xbox wasn't there i was like what the hell and then i was like wait a minute maybe it's like so new that you have to like like it's hard to find so i've spelled shutter out completely and pressed search and that that's when it actually came up installed it made a video and basically i changed the world for the better oh man <laughs> uh I was hoping we'd like. I, I was hoping you'd like forget about that and we dodge this whole conversation because I'm getting tired of hearing you suck your own dick about how you changed world <laughs> life as we know it basically by getting this on Xbox. I which... could have saved a life. There was probably a dude out there who was like, "Man, I just want to go home and watch Shutter because I'm really depressed. I lost my job and my girlfriend's cheating on me with." Uh, Demarcus down the street, and my dog died, and I just want to go home and watch Maniac on Shutter. And then he goes home and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's not on my TV. Guess I'm just gonna go do some heroin and kill myself instead." And then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, what's this?" And then he finds Shutter and he's like, "Oh my God, I'm not gonna do heroin and kill myself. That most likely probably at least happened once." Uh, I mean, in your dreams, maybe. if if i'm being realistic like dude i'm clearly joking like i know that i wasn't the sole reason responsible for this i was just a high percentage of the reason like 99 (laughs) percent. i'm joking i know that this app was in the works but i find it i i don't i guess i don't find it hard to believe i just believe that us banding together and coming out and saying all this stuff kind of forced their hand a little bit like, I think that's true. Is it possible that it's not? Is it possible that they planned on launching it on that Friday or whatever anyway? Yeah, I guess it is possible. It's definitely possible. But that's a pretty big coincidence because it's like a random time in the month. It wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't like on a specific day or anything. It was just like a random day. Yeah. Um, And I also believe that if they had known that they were launching it, on that day, why wouldn't they have just answered everybody like, guys, it is coming so close, you don't even want it, you know? Sometime in the future, we'll let you know. And, like, 
you know, so it was like, I, I was really happy about that. And I, I think that even if it's not true, even if a hundred percent, they had it planned, it was coming out anyway, it doesn't hurt for everybody involved to believe that they caused change because you know what that means? It means they're going to do it again if we need to do it again with something else. And it doesn't hurt to have that attitude. It doesn't. It's actually a positive thing to have that attitude that you can affect change if you believe in something, if you feel strongly about something. This is not the first battle 22 shots has had either. We went after Scream Factory a couple times. We lost both of those battles, but, (laughs) um, you know, everybody banned together before. It was cool. I mean, I think... I think Shudder's kind of like a small thing, too, and they probably thought, like, oh, no one really knows about us or watches us, and then, like, all of a sudden, all these people start attacking them in that one post, so it does seem like it might have possibly pushed them to be like, oh, shit, there's actually a fandom, but like you said, it might be, might not be, who knows? Yeah. Well, Shudder is a little bigger than most people probably think, because they, they are backed by AMC. Oh uh, yeah, but I don't, and I don't think that they have like nowhere near, like not even, not even ten percent of the amount of subscribers Netflix has. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They're like, yeah, Netflix kind of overshadows like all of those sites. Yeah, but like. Shutter is on the come up. They're getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger, and I love the network. Five dollars a month, you get all these old horror films plus all this new stuff coming. It is one hundred percent worth it anybody listen out there five dollars a month subscribe to shutter it is a awesome program and now you can watch it on your xbox so with that said you know what else you can watch on your net fo- box your netbox. Netbox. <laughs> <laughs> your xbox you can watch netflix and you can also watch netflix everywhere else but you know what you can watch on netflix you can watch stranger what things really? Stranger Things. Now, have you watched Stranger Things? I watched the first three episodes of Stranger Things. Well, my friend, you're a disgrace. Why am I a disgrace? Because let me tell you. I mean, okay, I I admit, I didn't watch it for a long time because I'm one of those people who, like, I see all these idiots, like, in all hyped, like, people that, like, I would like go to school with like talking about it and I'm just like this is just another typical like show that everyone hypes up and then pretends like oh it's so great you all have to watch it so like I was just kind of like yeah 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 and everyone would always tell me about it and I'd be like yeah I'll watch it eventually and then I wouldn't but the other day well like two weeks ago rather I finally decided to go ahead and plunge right into it for this show specifically, since we discussed um, possibly watching stuff and doing a what we watch type segment. So I figured that was the perfect series to start because there's only like eight episodes in the first season and I was not disappointed. First of all, the soundtrack is amazing. Well, first of all, how about you tell everybody what the fuck the show's about? Okay, well... Basically, it's just a normal town. Everything's cool. There's, like, it's just, like, the basic, it's set in, like, the 80s type setting, I believe. Or, like, I don't I don't know if it yeah, comes I'm out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's a uh, period piece. Yeah, I'm not sure if it comes out and says where it was set exactly, but yeah, you could tell. Yeah, 1983 small town Indiana. 
Okay, fuck you. But anyway, so, like, okay, you got, like, these, like, you know, four typical little boys just hanging out, reminds you of, like, actual childhood and, like, just how kids actually act, and they're all playing a game, and everything's normal, and then the one boy is walking home at night, and he disappears, like, something kidnaps him, or you don't know what it is or what's going on and then like his mother's like all frantic trying to search for him and then meanwhile his buddies who were with him that night discover this strange girl who goes by the name 11 aka the number 11 and she has a shaved head and she's just like really out there she doesn't really talk much and like when she does talk it's like one word responses kind of so Basically, that's where it gets the title Stranger Things, because everything's normal, then all this weird, unknown stuff starts happening in this town, and all these, like, younger people, and then, like, the sheriff and the mom are kind of trying to figure out what's going on. So, like I said, it's got a good soundtrack, like, the beginning, opening, like, credits... It's just very, like, haunting and, like, sounds like something out of, like, an alien-type film. And, um, like, it just kind of draws you in. Like, I watched the whole series probably in a week. I couldn't stop watching it. I would watch, like, two episodes a day. And they're, like, hour-long episodes. They're actually pretty long. And they feel kind of long, too. But it's kind of like you're watching a mini-movie for each episode. And... I just love the setting and the way the people look and the boys are kind of, they kind of remind you of like characters from like Stand By Me or like It or something like that. Just that type of group of friends. So yeah, it's, all. it's very um, like almost like Spielberg-y. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It has like, like the Goonies, obviously. Yeah. Like, and <clears throat> you know, not to bring up old shit, but, and shit that's not streaming, but the Goonies is amazing, and and I cannot believe you like this so much, but you don't like The Goonies so much. This is like I, I, to this day, I feel like you still didn't watch The Goonies when you watched The Goonies. I kind of zoned out. It yes, was, so that was, means that you're going to be reawakened when we go see The Goonies. No, it's not. It's yes, so, it is. You're going to love it so much. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. You're going to love The Goonies. We edit that out. <laughs> anyway, um, no, The Goonies, it's okay. It's just too adventurous. No, it's the best movie Quit in the world. Quit I love it. Quit doing this. We can't do this the whole show. <laughs> but, um, I, like I said, I like Stand By Me, though. I mentioned that. Like, that's a. Yeah. So. That, again, leads me to believe that there's a reason. That, that's stupid that you don't like the Goonies. <laughs> Alright, continue along here on your Stranger Things. I mean, you know, basically, it's just like, do you want me. Should I go into, like, the plot or, like, just. Well, just, I mean. I don't really know how to talk ha- about You don't have to go into the plot or anything yeah. because you, you kind of did that or whatever, but. Uh, I mean, I don't. I only seen the first three episodes. I think there's eight episodes in season one. Did you like them? Or yeah, yeah, I was really into it. I, I really liked the show. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like you in a way, where, like, see, I seen it the night it premiered, like on Netflix. Oh, okay. So it didn't have quite as much hype. Um, but then everybody started talking about it, and I'm one of those people 
where I watch a TV show, if it's if it's on Netflix, like most of the time I will watch all the episodes, but sometimes sometimes if I tell that I'm really going to dig it and it's not like and it's like something horror that I'm going to love and stuff, like I almost don't want to watch it because like I'm going to hate waiting every year. I'd rather like get really I'd rather let it get really ahead of me. Yeah, and be able to watch like a bunch at once. Like I did that with Bates Motel. Like I yeah, watched the too. entire first season as it aired. I actually did recap videos on my YouTube channel when Bates Motel season one aired. Um, and then when season two came out, I watched like the first. I think I finished. I might have finished season two. I can't remember. Um, and then I just stopped watching. I did that with The Walking Dead. I did that with so many shows. And it's not that I don't like it. It's that I just. I want to wait till it's done to watch it because I hate waiting every year because it's literally a year goes by before you can see another season. And, um, I probably will finish up stranger things season one before season two comes out because it is such like a big, like thing right now. You know what I mean? And it's like a huge part of horror right now and people love it and stuff. So I want to get on board with it and kind of feel that while it's going on and things like that, because I like, I, I like that. I like when people get excited about horror and uh, was, everybody's talking about Twin Peaks right now, and, and yeah. that's a show that I tried to get into, but I just couldn't... I could get... It was really good, but like I almost felt like I was taking up so much of my time, because they're like hour-long episodes, and there's so many episodes, mm-hmm. that if I wasn't like doing a podcast on it or something, that I was just wasting time when I could be watching stuff to review or whatever, but what was you going to say? Um, I was, I was going to say, like I will say, when I first started the first episode of Stranger Things, like I actually kind of wasn't really into it and then like I got to like almost the end and then like I had to go somewhere and I turned it off and I kind of thought about not even going back to it because I was like "Ah, I didn't really like it and then I went home and I thought you know what like I'll just restart that first episode and give it another try because I kind of wanted to just have it to like talk about on the show and stuff like that and then I was really like pleased with it and like you said I don't really like the hour-long episodes all the time either because I feel like I could be watching a movie that's, like, only 20 minutes more than that. But, um, you know, like, like, I like watching shows when I'm, like, eating dinner and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the best time to watch them, really. Yeah, like, I don't like watching movies when I eat because I feel like I'm not paying good enough attention, but... Yeah, see, I I really get into the non-horror Netflix shows as, like... I look at it as, like, my break from horror, because I've been very, very, very vocal about the fact that I watch, like, 90% horror. Like, I don't watch action movies. I don't watch, except for The Mummy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't watch... I don't watch films that are not in the genre, like, ever. Like, every once in a while, I might watch a Western with my pap, or, like... Um, if there's like a comedy on that I grew up watching or like yeah. Shawshanks on TV or something like I'll, I'll watch something else, but for the most part, it's, it's a strict horror diet and be, the only like other things that I watch is like, I'll watch survivor when it's on twice a year and I'll watch a lot of sports. And besides that, it's all horror, but every once in a while I'll get burnout and I'll go start watching a non horror TV show and Lately, that show has been F is for Family, which I had now yeah. burned through season two just as fast as I burned through season one. Uh-huh. And it sucks yeah, because it's already over. Like, it's like, oh, guess I'll wait a year. And I hate that. I so it's, hate that. It's so frustrating. 
Is there only ten episodes for that too? Like season two? Is that what you said? Seven. Seven? I'm pretty sure. Oh, then I'm. I have one left. <laughs> That's so dumb. Like I don't get that at all. But like, uh, I think yeah, it's I do. Because the animation is harder to do. Yeah, it's very graphic. But um, I like it better than. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like I watch. I'll throw on like Family Guy or like a stand-up comedy thing. Usually when I want to just sit down and watch Netflix because it's like. If I just watch all these horror movies, I don't want to throw on, like, Scream, the TV series. But I kind of do want to watch Twin Peaks. That's one. Oh, wait, never mind. There's ten. There's ten. Okay, because seven sounded a little too bizarre. Yeah, I finished it, though, so I'm done with ten. So the first season was six, second season was ten. And I love F is for Family. It reminds me of when I was a kid and, like, how my pap was. Um exactly yeah. the same well actually this season came out way way shorter than a year because it technically it shouldn't come out wait a minute december 18th no it's been over a year <laughs> that's some bullshit the first season came out december 18th of 2015 jeez that's some bullshit i don't get it <laughs> um so yeah hopefully this one doesn't fucking take forever because i really like this show and it's it's really fun um i know it's not horror or whatever but it's a real if you haven't yeah. checked it out dude it's like set in the 70s anybody who grew up with in this in the 70s 80s or 90s will definitely relate to it um hell even even some people that grow up if they had like an old school dad like it like think about it like if fred is Fred is somebody's dad, then you guys don't know Fred, but they might have like a similar thing. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. No, He's kind not of at odd. all, actually. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, um, so Stranger Things, uh, F is for Family is great. And oh, the last thing I wanted to say, like about that whole watching non horror stuff for TV shows, like. I know that Orange is the, the newest season of Orange is the New Black is on, so I might have to. That's that's probably going to be my next thing, which you've never. We should seen. Just, we should just make we should just make this like a Netflix TV show podcast <laughs> instead of just like horror because like no, we're all about show. them comedies, yeah. <laughs> um, I love Orange is the New Black. It's one of my favorite shows on right now. So, uh, really fun show. You haven't seen it, have you? That's one of the ones that, like, everyone talks about. I'm just like, this looks really dumb to me. <laughs> you I, like never li- I never really liked that chick from that 70s show. What? Laura, Laura Preppin or whatever her Prepon. name is. She's Prepon. hot. She's so hot, though. She, really? See, I think yeah. she's, like, kind of not manly, but, like... Just, yeah, she's like a tomboy in that 70s show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's still hot. I guess, but... Maybe I'll get into it one day. Yeah. Anyway, so what are you going to rate uh, Stranger Things there? Um, I think I'd give it a 9.5 out of 10 for now. Nice. Yeah, it's a good show. Good yeah, show. definitely. I'm looking forward to season two, which I guess is going to be like set around October time. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. It's, yeah. it, like, I read a synopsis before, and it seemed pretty cool. I always do get a little weirded out when the general public is so high on something that's horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, so, like people that are not... It's almost like they're not even into it. It's just, like, the cool thing to like. Or it's, like, the talk of the town. Yeah, like, I like, will not watch The Walking Dead. I just won't. <laughs> well, no, The Walking Dead's good shit, so... I hate zombies anyway, to be honest. That's not my favorite See, I like, hate when subgenre. people say that, because it's like, 
I fucking hate zombies too, but like, does that mean that I don't think Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, and Dawn of the Dead aren't amazing yeah. movies? So then you don't hate zombies. You just hate bad zombie movies. I just, I feel like a show about it, like how much, how long can that go on? Like, forever. Like, That's what's cool about it is it can literally go on forever. It's like the same thing though, forever. Like zombies killing us, help, what Isn't do we do? Isn't that what oh, every movie is? Come on. I guess I just I can't get into zombies. Like I like you I respect- can. That's what you you're li- you're a liar right now. You can get into it. You just think that you can't. You haven't even what, given it a try. Quit talking. So like, then I you mean, don't I, know if you can't get what do into you mean? it. You just I've assume been- that you can't get into it. I've I've watched the all of Romero's movies and I've watched Return and you of can't the Living get Dead. Into Romero's movies. I can like. Wow, everybody listen that's listening right now, you're about to hear some bullshit blasphemy. Go ahead, continue. Okay. I like Night of the Living Dead for what it is and Day of the Dead. I don't like Dawn of the Dead. I just can't. Like, I just think it's boring and, like, weird. Like, everyone loves it, I know. But, like, and I know you love Day of the Dead. That's, like, your favorite movie in the world. But for me, it's just kind of, like... Uh, like I could do without it, you know. I like Night of the Living Dead. I do so like it. Do you it's not like, like it classic. comes at night? That's like different. No, because it's the same setup. It's it's not like a bunch of zombies. Doesn't like, matter. It, it, but see, that's the thing, Carly. Those movies that you mentioned were never about the zombies. They're always about the relationships that are built and the betrayal and the, uh, you know, paranoia and anxiety. That's what those Romero movies are about. They've never been about the zombies. Uh-huh. You can replace the zombies with vampires or killer frogs or anything. And it's still going to be the same movie, more or less. Yeah, I, that's like, how The I, Walking Dead is. End of argument. You lose. Quit talking over me. <laughs> Fuck you. Like I try to talk. I, I'm so quiet, and then you're always like, and you're roasting me to top it off. You're trying to make me look bad. No, Carly. Bullshit. You you do that on your own. Quit calling me Carly. <laughs> what do you want me to call you? <laughs> I just don't. It sounds like you're getting all stern with me. <laughs> I am. It's bull. Listen here, little girl. I did nothing wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I hate when people say that they can't get into something, yet they've never tried to get into it. That doesn't make sense. Bullshit. I have tri- What are you talking about? I've tried. You've watched I've The Walking watched- Dead. Don't what? lie. Don't sit they're here not- and lie. Don't sit here and lie. No, but we're not on The Walking Dead. We're on zombies in general. I okay. thought that's what you're. Okay. I thought that's what you're asking me if I'm getting into zombies because I've tried to watch like and those you, movies. I, didn't, I thought did. Return of the Living Dead was like one of your favorite movies. I did like that one because it was like funny and like I liked the brain thing. It didn't look like a typical zombie movie to me. It felt like a slasher. So, yeah, zombie and you know world. what you're saying the whole time, which I said earlier comes full circle what you're saying to me right now is that you don't like bad zombie movies (laughs) i don't like i just said i don't like dawn of the dead though either and everyone loves that yeah well i don't really like dawn of the dead either so i i mean like i don't get get how like i just don't get how that's you just gotta be real careful right now because that really is one of the most like sacred movies and and even even though i don't really like it i don't really say it out loud much (laughs) 
<laughs> like I, I, I have to rewatch it too though because it's been it's been years it's been been so many years yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and there are different cuts of it too that do change the movie a little bit i've heard like back on the walking dead like i've heard many people say that it just kind of got lame though after like a couple seasons anyway. it goes up and down people say that and then they're back with it and then they say that and they're back with it um i think people just want to be impressed all the time and they don't like I, yeah. I think generally people hate things after a while, no matter what, no matter what it is. Like yeah. everybody loves Scream Factory when they came out. Everybody hates Scream Factory now. You know, <laughs> it, it happens. Yeah. It happens all the time. Horror fans are like that. Um, but what I was saying to bring it back is, I feel I always feel weird when like the mainstream is like so up on something. And Walking Dead was one of those things, which is partially why I tuned out, but not because I didn't like it. I actually really liked Walking Dead. But, like, take a movie like Get Out, for example, or Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, everybody's, like, raving about it who are not horror fans, but I don't know if they know why they're raving about it. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Get Out is an amazing movie, but to me, it's, like, I think you're liking it. You don't know why. You, like, I don't think you get why it's good. You know what I mean? I think you're just yeah, liking it because yeah. everybody else does. Um, and it's funny to see what things like that happens to like i don't think anybody gets stranger things like all the people that i hear talk like i'm not talking about horror fans right now like most of them understand it i'm talking about like the mainstream people who just like are bandwagon jumpers that get on one thing and i'm glad they do because it makes it successful at the end of the day but i just Mm -hmm. think it's funny when it happens because i'm like like i hear two random people like dude have you seen stranger things man like you know what i mean and i'm like I'm like, I don't think you know why it's good or like, I don't think you should like it be, like for the same reasons I do. <laughs> I think yeah. you just think that it's cool because yeah, if they did, they would be huge Goonies fans or huge Stand By Me fans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, glad that you liked it. I'm going to actually probably check it out soon enough here. I'll definitely check it out before October. I have so many things to check out right now. It's insane. Um, but let's go ahead and get into our like co-review, I guess it would be. It's not technically our featured review, but it's it could have been, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that film is what, Carly? Always Shine. Do you want me to read the summary? Uh, yeah, go ahead and read the summary. Okay. According to the IMDb. Best friends Anna and Beth take a weekend trip to Big Sur, hopeful to reestablish a bond broken by years of competition and jealousy. Tensions mount, however, leading to an unexpected yet inevitable confrontation changing both of their lives, dot, 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 forever. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, pretty good synopsis there. Kind of, kind of is what it is about. Um, yeah. This movie was directed by Sophia Tackle. 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 Hold on, I'm not looking at it. Wait. So, I guess yeah. Tackle. Look. All right. Simple enough. And so another woman director here. Back to back weeks here on um, Netflix and chill. And the only other thing that she did was green, but she is an actress. So she's acted in a bunch of stuff. Um, she was in actually 24 exposures. Um, she was in a lot of indie stuff. She was also in the VHS segment, second honeymoon, which I really like. Um, that was, I believe Ty West segment. 
so she's she's done some stuff here. She's done some stuff there. Uh, and she actually wrote or directed another film that she acted in called Green, which I don't know much about. But 24 Exposures was a Joe Swanberg movie. Uh, Joe Swanberg, uh, of course, part of that um, mumblecore group with Adam Wingard and Sam, Simon Barrett and all those guys. And it was actually this film was actually written by this is pretty cool. This film was written by Lawrence Michael Levine. And that is actually one of the stars of this film. He played Jesse. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Sure. So um, he's he's acted in a bunch of stuff. He was actually in VHS 2, not VHS 1. Um, and he was in a lot of the same films as the other fil- other uh, the director of this film. So he was in Green. He was in um, Uncle Kent 2. So that, that it seems like these two are probably friends, or at least uh, work together a lot. Uh, he hasn't really written anything that I've noticed, and he hasn't directed anything that I've noticed either. So, a um, couple shorts, a couple films, but I don't. He, they're, they're they're new people to the to the uh, genre, in at least for me. Um, so always shine. This is another Shutter exclusive. And I gotta say, guys, like, I thought that it was pretty solid, you know, right away. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, me too. So, um, I really, really, really like movies that tackle independent actresses. Um, I think of Starry Eyes as one. Yeah, yeah. And I think of, like, so, it, not even just independent actresses, but, like, working your way up from the bottom of, of any cutthroat industry like that. Like neon demon is about the fashion industry, which is very, very, very similar to how starry eyes is like those films would be like the perfect double feature. And it's, there's just something about the level of like cattiness, the level of, uh, backstabbiness and cutthroat and, um, grinding mentality that goes along with these things, especially actresses. Um, Starry Eyes is another film that this film would go good with um, because it's it's similar, you know, in terms of, like, this actress wants to be famous, wants to make it in acting, and mm-hmm. her friend is better than her or at least luckier than her. And yeah, that yeah. really, really bugs her. Uh, which I've I know happens. I know I've heard so many stories from actresses who say like, you know, um, and everybody's always going to be biased to their own point of view. Like, you know, I'm sure that some of the actresses that are famous right now that made it probably were on both sides of the equation in terms of like maybe they were the ones that were backstabby, and maybe that's what they had to do to become as big as they are. But a lot of times people say that they weren't that person. They were the other person. But obviously they're biased. So um, it's such an interesting dynamic. It really is. You have this you have this friendship that all signs point to is like not a real friendship or at least not real for both sides, right? Yeah, they're, it's like there's but. You think you get the impression they're supposed to be like best friends, but they're also just very fake, and like there's a lot of tension between them. Yes, tons of tension between them. 
uh, I think that they, I think it's it's kind of weird because like I can't tell if these two were at one point really good friends or the relationship has always been like this or that you know it just took something to come between them and that they were never really true friends to begin with they just were like friends friends you know what i mean it's yeah i can't tell but um all i know I thought, what's that i thought they were like i thought they were friends maybe at one point i thought maybe they like started acting together and they were kind of like both at the bottom together and then like one of them just got a little luckier than the other and okay then the one girl so my only thing with that carly is do does that mean that this industry warped them and and changed the one to be more you know whatever or did she have that in her the entire time it just um, never had an opportunity to be released you mean the one who's like completely jealous? Yeah, but, but or she was... the other one because, I, uh-huh. like, honestly, the one is led to be like a good, like the better friend. But I feel like they're both pieces of shit, kind of, and both fake. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like, uh, I mean, it reminds me a lot of like me and some people that like I went to high school Surely with. Surely not me. Like I said high school with. I didn't go to high school with yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, but you're surely not talking about me, right? No. Do you want me to be talking no, about you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. So, but first to answer that f- first question, though. Do you think that this was in them the entire time or it got brought out because of the industry? Because I think that completely changed the perspective of the movie. Um, I do feel like it was in them. I feel like, like especially with the one who's like really jealous like, i feel she's like she's more people vocal just... about it for sure and she's more <laughs> she has she's on the bottom the, listen every friendship has an upside any friendship like this rather let me rephrase that there mm-hmm. there is an an a and a b right and the a is always the one that is higher and the b is always the one that is lower and some friendships the a and b come closer together it's like a scale picture a scale right like the the, the hang scales the weighted scales you put two different sides and there's a, there's an A side and a B side, and always the B side is fighting to to get equal with the A side, and the A side doesn't have to do anything most of the time because they're already up there. Now that doesn't mean that every once in a while they don't have to keep themselves up there, but for the most part they look better because they don't have to fight; they just have to be there. So um, I think that I think that you're right that the one person is obviously more vocal and has to fight more, but I do not think that they're both good people, that one is good and one is bad. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, the one who is getting everything, I feel like, I feel like she is kind of good, but she also knows she's, like, doing better than the other one, and deep down it's like, ha ha ha, I am better than you, type deal. Yeah, I do feel like she, I feel like she's has a facade most of the time honestly like she's like hum she tries to be humble she has she wants to look a certain way but that look is not representative of how she actually feels she just wants the world to see her as as a certain way yeah yeah definitely so i do think also that it is something deep inside them and the industry just helped bring it out yeah and i think that that is the case with most industries but especially the acting industry it can bring out the worst of somebody and you know that's why people that do make it and are like wonderful souls 
that says a lot about them because no matter what their worst is going to be brought out during that time. And if their worst is still pretty good, then, you know, that's awesome. But for a lot of people, their worst is way bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I think that, you know, that, that dynamic of this film is really what makes it shine get it shine (laughs) you were so funny so but you this reminded you of people that you know people that you know that are like either fake or cutthroat or both yeah yeah because like like in school like i had like one friend like i had two friends who were kind of just like this where like one was not as vocal as the other one but she like one was always she had kind of like that humble personality but at the same time, you could tell, like, she was really, like, she knew she was doing well. And then the other one was just, like, always, like, pissed off and, like, talking shit on her behind her back because of that. And, like, it just reminded me a lot of this movie. Like, I connected well with it because of that. Like, the one girl, you could tell, like, she would always say stuff like, oh, whatever, that girl gets everything. But you knew, like, deep down it's because she wanted to be like her. Yeah. Yeah. The- Take on that. There's there's definitely like an interesting dynamic to this film in terms of like is there sort of like a situation where the one person is actually much better of an actress but just has a shitty attitude about it or mm-hmm. um hasn't got the opportunities just you know cuz half of that shit is luck it's luck you meet the right people you cat you, you you know you you network with the right people and all of a sudden you get pushed harder than somebody who has no connections so i love uh. that dynamic behind the film because like one, one on one hand this girl could just be getting more opportunity because she has a better attitude about it or it could be cuz it's lucky she's more lucky you know what i mean well she's also getting like you know, she's getting, like, rules, like, as a horror movie actress who takes her clothes off all the time. It's not like she's getting in these, like, A-plus, like, big theater-type movies or anything. So, like, she's taking on, like, small roles, but she's got, like, like, she's in the industry. That's kind of the point. So she keeps on getting these roles. There's so many moments in this film where it's, like, these backhanded compliments or, like, passive-aggressive yeah. <laughs> things. And to me, that just makes my, like, tension and anxiety flow, like, because I'm just, like, it's just so awkward to me to see, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it it never happens with guys, or at least guys that I know, not like it does with girls. So, like, as an outsider, as a male, I always feel so uncomfortable when I see girls be like that towards each other, because that just doesn't really happen where you know, where with guys, at least what in, you know, not to be sexist or anything, but just in my personal experiences, like with males, that doesn't seem to happen in front of me. Um, but it happens a lot in front of me with females. So it's like, it's, it's just, it makes me cringe a little bit and they are at each other's throats, like non-directly so much and directly, but for at first non-directly, so much yeah. in this movie and i love that like i was really into this that whole dynamic of the film the only real issues that i have with it come like it did get a little confusing towards the end yeah that was my biggest problem like i honestly there was like a point where like shit kind of hits the fan and it's like oh god like because like you said like it's watching girls act like that like this movie was actually kind of scary to me because it seemed really realistic and then these girls are like in the middle of nowhere kind of well not in the middle of nowhere but they're like 
in like a cabin or like vacation spot together and it's like oh god they're like one's like going crazy and like a total bitch and then the other one's like you don't know what's gonna happen and then like this part happens this like really intense part happens in the woods and then it's kind of like after that I didn't really understand fully what was going on and I kind of didn't like what was going on either yeah I gotcha so um do you have anything else on this one um not really I mean like I said it's got it's it's got good tension and suspense so I really liked it for that and I liked I thought the girls who played the actresses did well with portraying those parts so I liked it for the most part besides like the how it played out in the end yeah yeah I I agree and you know I might need to rewatch the end of the film like we did mention that we watched this a while ago and you watched this even way before I did. So, um, mm-hmm. with the amount of stuff that I'm watching, I'm, I'm surprised I was even able to, you know, <laughs> uh, tape together like a decent conversation about this film because, uh, I, I actually, I actually remembered this one perfectly for some reason. It's weird how that happens. Sometimes I'll forget a movie uh, like a good bit and then we'll start talking about it on the podcast and then it'll re- remind me about everything that I forgot. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm one of those people where like I watch right now I'm watching about like six movies a week and, uh, most of them are for reviews. Plus I'm watching like two married with children episodes and all kind of other stuff. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I gotta, yeah. I, 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 I have to review something right away or else it's out of my head. Uh, and yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, man, I, I, I actually really like this movie. Uh, I'm going to come in at an 8 out of 10, even with the the slightly confusing ending. I think that it probably makes sense. I think I just didn't catch it right. I probably have to watch it again. Mm -hmm. I actually came in with the same rating of an 8 out of 10. Like, I think, like, it's weird. Like, the ending, just, when you read a synopsis of it, it says it suggests something and then when you're watching the movie it seems like something else and that i kind of had a problem with that so mm-hmm. but like even with that ending it's kind of like just the tension good acting in it was enough to save it for me so eight out of ten all right all right guys now moving on to our featured review which is sweet sweet lonely girl the goddess festival circuit in 2016 but received a worldwide release in 2017 courtesy of Shutter itself and this was directed by Mr. A.D. Calvo and also written by him so JP do you know anything about this director? Um just looking at his name does not ring a bell when I actually click yeah. into his like IMDb profile uh the first thing that I see definitely is familiar so i know that i think that i have only seen one of the films that he's done but i might not even seen it so he did a film called the other side of the tracks in 2008 after a bunch of short films the melancholy fantastic and then the midnight game in 2013 and that's the film that i'm familiar with if i didn't see it i've definitely heard of people talk about it see we started doing i started taking current releases very seriously around 2015 but yeah. i had actually been doing top 10 lists since 2012 
Mm-hmm. Um, but 2012, I think I seen like 10 films from, from 2012 when I made a list. <laughs> and then 2013, I had seen a lot more. So Midnight Game might have been one of the first that I seen during that time, but I, I can't remember. Actually, I would actually have it written in my ratings and I don't think I do. So I, I don't think I've actually ever seen it, but I've definitely heard people talk about it. So that's it yeah. for Mr. AD Calvo. Uh, what about you? Do you know anything he's done? No, I do not. Never heard of him. Never heard of any of his movie titles at all. So this is a first for me with his work. All right. So uh, I'll get into the synopsis courtesy of IMDb. So soon after moving in with her aging Aunt Dora, Adele meets Beth, seductive and mysterious, who tests the limits of Adele's moral ground and sends her spiraling down a psychologically unstable and phantasmagoric path. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a little stumbled by that as well. I, I don't think I've ever seen that word before. Phantasmagoric. Yeah. Um, you thought phantasm was weird? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see phantasmagoric? That should be the next movie. <laughs> yeah, honestly. So, uh, basically, we have this young lady. Is her name Adele? Yes. Okay. This young lady, Adele, who... Uh, what happens at the beginning? Does she just find out that her aunt needs a like live-in maid? Or how does that work? I actually forget. I watched this a um, couple, couple of days ago. I thought it was that her mom's kind of like a money-hungry like jerk, and she's pregnant. And I think she finds out about the aunt's. And, like, wants her daughter to go out there and try to, like, take care of her so that maybe they could get, like, written into her will or something like that. Well, I know that that you find that out later in the film, but I'm saying, like, the first conversation. Like, why she's going out there? Yeah, like, how does she find out that the aunt needs somebody out there? Uh, that I don't remember exactly. (laughs) I thought her mom... move on. I thought it was the mom... Yeah, I thought it was the mom who, like, set that all up, but I don't... I I know that it's the mom. I just... There was an exchange there that I can't remember if, like, the aunt called and asked the mom or, like, how they knew. She might have sent a letter. Okay. Yeah, this seems like something she would do, right? (laughs) Yeah, an old lady who doesn't leave the house would... Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, that's unimportant because you get the gist of it. This girl moves into this old, like, Victorian-style house and basically uh, is taking care of her aunt. But her aunt is an agoraphobic woman, and even a step beyond that, she is scared to leave her room. Yeah, So Beth basically, you know, does chores and and you know fixes up the house and cooks dinner and leaves it at the outside of her door her aunt's door and you know knocks on the door walks away the aunt takes it in leaves the tray out there later and rinse wash and repeat you know so uh that's kind of basically your first part of the story and the second part is that uh, adele meets this girl named beth and this this beth seems like a little bit more of a wild child you know what I mean? While Adele yeah. seems like a little bit more reserved. And basically, these two become really good friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought... Good? I was going to say, I thought the casting was pretty good with them. Because, like, Adele's kind of like this plain, like, not the most attractive girl in the yeah, world. she's and a then plain that, Jane, for sure. 
Yeah, and then that other girl's very, like, she's got, like, the flowy hair and, like, dark lipstick and just... Yeah, I just she's thought it went well together. Yeah, she's, like, yeah. she's like the, the chick that's, like, you know the bad girl maybe that kind of everybody wants and and she kind of knows that everybody wants her type girl you know what i mean yeah so um i thought that was really good casting as well great dynamic with them and it actually does get into like a romantic relationship between them which mm-hmm. i thought was a great 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 uh twist on like a, a classic tale of uh, the good girl meeting the bad guy but it's like kind of like the good girl meeting the bad girl you know yeah type thing. yeah so uh that's that's pretty cool. I, I like that about it. Mm-hmm. Now also in this story and you know there's only a certain amount we could say without spoiling this film cuz it is a very simple movie. Mm-hmm. But basically the girl's getting paid to do this, you know, paid to to live with her aunt. Her aunt's loaded and yeah. her aunt gives her a packet of money that should take care of all the food and the supplies and everything for the month or the week. Do you know what it was the month or the week? Uh, I think it might have been every two weeks, maybe, like a regular job okay, or something so like, like that. bi-weekly then. Yeah. And this is supposed to buy her aunt, you know, tuna and different, or sardines and different you know things that the aunt needs and then she would get her paycheck after the two weeks but this this money that the girl has is for you know buying the things that she needs to take care of the aunt you know picking up things and different stuff like that so the aunt has very specific needs and wants basically you know you figure the aunt lives in this house by herself in one room she probably has routine. She's probably very OCD. She's probably very um, much of a hypochondriac, obviously, you know, a, an agoraphobic woman. So, you know, the, all, all type of mental problems. And this mm-hmm. girl basically has this packet of money. And I, is this film set in the 80s? I think so. It's definitely It's definitely set like... I would say the 80s, because she's listening to, like, that music player that they had in the 80s, I think. Walkman? (laughs) I think, maybe. (laughs) I don't know what the, I don't know what all that stuff is called. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I'm young. (laughs) So, I wasn't even alive in the 80s, but they had Walkmans in the 90s too, homie. (laughs) Oh, okay, homie, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So, basically, yeah, I I think it's, like, pre-cell phone era, essentially. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want to say, early 90s, mid 80s, somewhere around there. I would say between those two. Maybe even as far back as the 70s, but I feel like their fashion was a little too um, new to be the 70s. It's almost like an It Follows type film where it could technically be set in modern time, but just it feels like it isn't. Um, But maybe it isn't as well. Who knows? I don't really care. I I also know it feels like it's set in in a... you know, different era than it is now, which adds to such a nice, you know, uh, quality to it because like the slow burn nature of this film definitely seems to help that there's not these distractions like internet and cell phones and, 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 you know, Facebook and stuff like that. That's, that's the difference between now and then with, when you talk about making a slow burn, you can't now because there's too many distractions to be, in a slow burn movie. I like how 
when she she's like at that restaurant and she buys like a soda and it's like a bottle like a glass bottle with a straw like that just felt something like something that you would do like back then for fun just go to like a place like that and just be like oh can i just get a slice of pizza and a drink and that's it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I'm, i'm with you on that um First of all, we don't say soda around here. I knew, you know I knew that already. I knew you were going to get pissed about that, you jerk. <laughs> I can't help, like, I can't say pop. I just can't. What? You're, what? I got, I'm appealing to a wider <sighs> audience anyway. It's only us who says Dude, that. Dude, just because the rest of the world is dumb doesn't mean you have to pander to them. I'm not dumb. I mean, I mean, the rest of the world isn't dumb, and I actually do say soda. I'm just trying to make myself look better. No, you're just trying to be different. <laughs> That's what it is. No, it just comes out. You're trying to be different because everybody around here says pop. So if you're saying soda, then you're just being an asshole. To be fair, I had a friend from Illinois back in the day who like exactly. always said soda. And you soda. wanted to be like your friend and not yourself. So that's no, why I you just, said soda. The, let's, let's get back on the topic. So anyway, uh, she gets this packet of money and the reason – there's multiple evidence to this film being set in an earlier time period, primarily pricing. I think like a can of sardines, which by the way, her aunt likes very specific sardines, ones that are from a certain place, not the cheap ones. So the one can is like, you know, like a dollar 20 or something. The other one's like 83 cents. Well, the girl begins to sort of buy the cheaper stuff so she can pocket the rest of the money. And sort of save up money by saving that extra money. Did you notice she was doing that? I, I don't know if you caught on yeah, that because it's not specifically said that she's doing that. Yeah, because she asks she asks for advance because her mom like tells her she should, and then like the aunt's like no, and then so then she's like I'm just gonna start taking extra. Yeah, and and we don't ever get the sense that she plans on paying it back though, because. Yeah. Well, that would require her admitting that she'd been buying like the generic stuff instead of the regular stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that would—that's <laughs> like a big deal. Yeah. So uh, besides that, her aunt's kind of creepy. She's locked in this room. We don't really get to see her. You're like, what the hell's up with her? This giant ass house. You just get this sense that something bad's probably gonna happen. Yeah, the aunt's creepy as f too. Yeah. Like just like. <laughs> When you brought that up, like that was like the, there was like a creepy moment where you act, where she's like she keeps putting that mirror like under the freaking door yeah, to like see yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, that moment actually scared me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, I don't want to spoil it completely because I think that's a good moment in the film. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that I I literally jumped and I was like, oh, that was good. And that's when <laughs> I that's when I was like, okay, I love this movie so far. Uh, and honestly, like, I think one of the coolest things about, uh, films nowadays and in the past too, but more nowadays is usually nowadays the posters actually represent the film Mm -hmm. when back in the eighties, like you might get the coolest poster for a movie that had nothing to do with the poster. And I got to say like the sweet, sweet, lonely girl poster, I think actually fits the film's feeling perfectly. Yeah, it like it looks so old. It's so weird of a poster. And like I like at the beginning of the movie, it actually pops up 
with the title Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl and the title looks like really dated. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um we get this Okay, so another thing guys, this movie only runs an hour and 16 minutes. It flies by. For a slow for a slow burn film, it cruises. Yeah, definitely. Cuz there's not a whole lot that happens in this film in terms of like action or suspenseful scenes or anything like there's not a lot happening it's like two characters like hanging out like sitting there sharing conversation like holding hands or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's not a ton that happens but the movie flies by for being it, it's like the perfect time limit for a movie like this almost i almost could say that they almost needed to make it a little bit longer to kind of expand upon that relationship between adele and beth because yeah. it is very fast paced in terms of mm-hmm. how their uh, relationship happens, and it all it feels like a little underdeveloped a little bit because it feels like it would take a longer time to develop that kind of relationship, especially when you're dealing with uh, opposite sex or I mean same sex relationships. Because like, how do you really know that this person is into that too? You know what I mean? I feel like it's a longer period of time to where you figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. but I will say this, that it kind of took me back to my youth a little bit because I figured this girl's supposed to be what, like 18? Uh, yeah, I guess so. 18, like maybe early 20s, something like that. Okay. And, um, I remember like during the summer or just like, you know, if you go away somewhere or something to a new town, you don't know anybody. They don't, it, I assume that this is in a new town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't know anybody. They don't know you. You feel like you can be kind of who you want and like, you can kind of, um, escape any baggage that you had previously. You could kind of be a little bit more open. Uh, you could be a little bit more aggressive, take more risks because you don't have tons of people who know you that, that, you know, you ain't going to embarrass yourself or whatever. So I do think that sort of the fling nature of moving to a new town and having like this, this, you know, it's like if you've ever went on vacation or you've went like to somebody else's house for the summer or something, like you're way more willing to just like kind of let loose and, and, uh, cause you don't have anything to worry about. And I think that me personally, I always in the summer would always try to find some sort of girl that I can just, uh, have a thing with for that summer or something like that. And I I almost get the sense that that's kind of how that relationship started a little bit where it just was like a little bit more risky and a little bit more open. And I think that Beth on the other hand is used to being kind of like that. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? um, What I was trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. You're trying like, it's like an escape for the one girl and that girl's like kind of shy. She's almost like a Carrie type character, just like this awkward, quiet girl. And then that other girl's probably had so many experiences just like that, like in that same town that like, it doesn't even really phase her where with the other girl, it's like this whole new thing. Yeah. And we do actually learn a little bit about Beth and um, some of the things that she had been up to with her past uh, we learn about an incident that happened with her that, um, you know, uh, kind of shows her lack of like remorse and care really, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but besides that, that's kind of it. We don't know a whole lot about everybody, you know, like, like even, um, Adele, you only kind of get to know her on the surface. Like she, you've, uh, you get the sense that, okay, like, yeah, you described her as like kind of Carrie and that makes sense in the terms of being shy and awkward and, and yeah. sort of a loner and reserved, but nothing like Carrie in terms of like her moral values mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because yeah. um she seems to be a little bit more it's almost like she's kind of being manipulated by beth a little bit but kind of probably had this in her the, uh the whole time just didn't know how to release it mm-hmm. so um i think that that's a really good dynamic and I, I i bought the love story at least the one-sided love story which I love how you can tell that kind of right away that it's probably not going to be the same thing for Adele that it is for Beth, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's not really a spoiler. It's just, you kind of get the sense right away. That it's like, okay, Adele, this is probably means a lot more to her than it does to Beth. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever seen the film 13? No, I have not. Okay. It's not a horror film, but it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Basically, this girl befriends this other girl. They're both, like, 13, and the one girl's, like, a complete wild child, like, bad kid, and gets the other girl, who's, like, this goody two-shoes girl, like, gets her to open up and and be a raving lunatic as well. Really good movie. Perfect movie for teenagers um, to sort of uh, talk about the issues that that they face and stuff like that. But this is a horror podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Quit talking about your youth. It's like a teen drama. (laughs) It's like a, it's like a lifetime movie too. Like when you said that, I just thought 13, that sounds like it sucks. (laughs) It's good. I used to, never mind. Watch it with your mom because it was on lifetime and that all moms love lifetime. No, no. How did you know my mom liked lifetime though? I just said all moms love it. My mom loves it. My aunt loves it. Everyone loves it. Do you? No, I mean, like, there there were a couple good movies on there that I would watch with her. But anyway, um, horror podcast. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what, what are your... Do you have anything that you uh, didn't care for in this film or anything like that? Um... The only thing... The only problem I really had, which you kind of brought up earlier, was, like, it felt like they kind of crammed everything into this movie and it could have afforded to be a little longer for better development. And like, I felt like the ending kind of just was a little like rushed and like, I didn't like dislike the ending, but did it feel a little small? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like the whole movie is kind of like this slow relationship between these girls. Then like all of a sudden all this like stuff just kind of happens. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But, like, I didn't hate it or anything. It was just kind of, like, it felt like it needed more time to um, develop. But uh, some other good things that I had about this movie was I liked the... Whenever she would listen to her music, it would actually play as if it was, like, background music for the actual movie. And I always think that's pretty cool when they do that. You mean, like, you if know, they take their headphones off, the music stops, too? Like, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of like that, too. I like when they actually incorporate the music that we're hearing, like, into the world of the characters. 
And this movie reminds me a lot of like House of the Devil or like Burnt Offerings. It reminds they, me. A they lot actually of the said that uh, on on Shutter. It said it even in the description said that it's like similar to House of the Devil, and it kind of reminded me of a few films I saw last year. Uh huh. Um, see, I always get these films confused. I think it might be Darling or like I am the pretty little thing that lives in the house or something. Like both of those films, I think had a similar feel to this one a little bit they both um, did or you get them confused i get so them cool. confused but i think they both also i think that's uh-huh. why i get them confused is because they're yeah. kind of the same there was a yeah. lot of movies last year that were kind of like this that came out um none of which i liked as much as this one i would say i don't know i i i, I don't know if it wasn't in the right mindset for those type of movies last year but mm-hmm. like th- this year like i thought that this one was really cool and um I don't know, man. Like, Shudder kind of has been killing it with <laughs> with, yeah. uh, with stuff that I've been watching on there. Like, I, I love these Shudder exclusives. Like, they're, they're ones that I, I literally had not heard a single person mention this film, ever. Mm-hmm. And then Me- it came up in the email, and you picked it, and then I was like, I was like, oh, this, this looks cool. Um, watched it, and it actually took me a while to watch it. because you watched it first and then you said that it was good because i don't really ask you you know what it's about or what's your feelings on it i just ask you if it was good or not like yeah yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down so i just know what i'm getting myself into and (laughs) like i was and then it took me a while and i was like if you would have told me this was a lesbian love story i would have watched it already (laughs) I kind of thought that during the movie too. I was like, "Oh, I bet he's gonna love this." <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't want to spoil. Any, I didn't want to give anything away for you. So I figure that's your loss. True, true. No, yeah. So, but, uh, good. Um, lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, I was. I was just gonna say, like, I do. I do find that I enjoy movies like this where they're like they feel slow but not slow at the same time because. Like, you're interested in the plot. And then I feel like there's, like, a couple creepy moments in this movie. And I feel like they're creepy because there's not too much going on. Then all of a sudden they happen. And I think it makes them more effective. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I, I You know, it's funny. Like, we mentioned that I, I, we feel like it could have been a little bit longer. The payoff could have been a little bit better. But... It's funny because, like, I always complain that these type of movies are too long. So it's like, I feel like I'm a hypocrite if I'm like, it wasn't long enough. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it was really short, though. Like, 76 minutes. My expectations are, like, 86 to 90. That's usually considered a short movie in my mind. But this one was, like, crazy to me. See, and like, it's weird. Good. It does feel... Like, it kind of feels long just because it's, like, a slow burn type movie, but then it's, like, at the same time, it feels like stuff gets mushed together, so it's it's a weird one for me. Yeah, this one, to me, just flew by. Like, it, it didn't even feel long uh, yeah. because it was slow burn or anything. It was just flew by. Um, but you should watch more Full Moon movies because, like, all of those are, like, 74 minutes, 72 minutes. <laughs> You're just going to keep throwing the Full Moon on me, aren't you, <laughs> until I finally... And that, that's with credits so you probably get an extra three like three minutes i always <laughs> i always wonder that about movies i'm like i wonder if they counted the credits in any of these or it's fully uh, they're supposed movie. to so when you read a runtime it includes credits 
for like all movies or is that just it's supposed to oh okay i I never i never knew that yeah all right cool so yeah i don't know you want to get into ratings on this bad boy uh yeah i mean overall i really enjoy this movie wait i what (laughs) i'm just joking is it's your pick so i believe i rate first right Oh, you're right. Look at me getting ahead of myself. Uh-huh. So, um, I personally very, very much liked Sweet, Sweet, Lonely Girl. It's a highlight of the year for me. A highlight of the year, not the highlight. And uh, once again, Shudder delivers. I'm a fan of these slow burns. I'm a fan of these like oddity love stories, not your typical like love story. Especially these one-sided love stories. I've always been a fan of the one-sided love story because it always... Uh, means that one character is completely naive and the other character is completely in control and to me it always ends up with these like awkward ends so i like that stuff uh, i also thought that the ant was very creepy in this and even though the ending wasn't as big as you might hope i still thought it was effective i give this film an eight out of ten nice nice um yeah i really enjoyed this one uh i felt like I felt like the slow, like I like the slow burn aspect of it, and I love the setting and how it's kind of feels like a throwback type movie. I really do enjoy those movies where it kind of like it still looks modern, obviously because it's from this time period, but they do a good job of making you feel like it's back in time. So I appreciate that. And then the creepy moments in it were actually really creepy and effective, and. Of course, my only real problem was with the ending. Um, it felt a little unoriginal because I have seen a movie with a similar ending like this. Um, might just be me. But yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. But overall, I thought it was a good movie. And I would recommend it for people who like movies like Burn Offerings or House of the Devil. And I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. 7.5? I know. I hate when you rate first because I always, I'm always like, uh, my ratings like too big or too low. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that We Are the Flesh is not an eight out of ten? Oh my god, don't get started. We're not on that show anymore. I just say, you know, if if Sweet Sweet Lonely Girl had been about a uh, girl and her sister who uh, have a relationship, then it might have been more interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's just stop. <laughs> or let's say her aunt had a thing for her. That would have nah. been more interesting. You're, <laughs> You're so stupid. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed our feature review this week. Yes. I think that's... Is that it? Uh, Flesh was. I couldn't remember things. Devils. When did we review Devils? The Devils. Oh, yeah, you reviewed that. What, <laughs> well, you didn't know reviewed. what We Were the Flesh was about? No! And then you come in and try to show me up. <laughs> try to show you up? What do you mean? Why can't you just be confused with me? I was Ever. confused. Ah. No, you were making up, like, theories, though. And what I was like, mean? oh. I can't do this. Why? I can't. I can't work under. Do- I need another. I need a, someone like equally like idiot. I need to get one of my like real life friends who like don't want to 
watch movies that are complicated, and then we could both be like, oh, that movie was dumb as fuck, huh? Yeah, and a podcast. So you're saying my theories are wrong? No, I'm saying they're so well thought out that, like, I feel like I miss something every single time. So you're saying I'm good at what I do? I'm. There was another. There was another evolution. That was the other one that you did that, and I was like, "Damn it! I have to pretend that I know what I'm talking about too now." I have to pretend that I understand what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. I have to be like, "Oh yes, quite." <laughs> oh yes, of course that. Like, like that one was a little easily more easily understandable for me, but at the same time, like you were going like really into it. It felt like. And I was like, oh, damn it. What about We Are the Flesh? Quit talking about it. You're like, they're taking a psychedelic drug. Rebirth and all that shit. And you, did you, was you like, damn it, this motherfucker's smart. Be nah. honest. I felt just a little less than. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Why did you feel that? Because I'm so much good? <laughs> I just felt like I should have paid better attention to the movie, maybe, and analyzed it a little more. Notice how, like, I keep wa- um, walking around the subject of you being smart. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, you ready to get into this? Yeah, yeah. Alright, so we decided last week that we wanted to create sort of segments for ourselves along with our sort of what we streamed uh, reviews. And my challenge to you was to watch Making a Murder. Not all of it at once because that would just be like 10 hours of TV and that's just a rude challenge. Yeah. But I said at least come at us with one episode each show so that means that you can do up to two no more no less than one up to two you can do each week so i'm gonna ask you you accepted the challenge did you come through with the goods i came through with the goods so you watched episode one or you watched episode one and two um i did only watch episode of course you're not an overachiever i know that about you already no 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 um it was more the fact that i know how stuff like this is and i didn't want the episodes to run together like i'd rather analyze one at a time that way i could keep on track with what i'm talking about and all that all right you know what i'm saying so what's a quick rundown on making a murderer it's actually called Making a Murderer, I think, but I always say Making yeah. a Murder. Yeah, it's murder is a hard word. <laughs> but um anyway, Did you okay, just so basically me. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. <laughs> murder is a hard word to say. It's okay, buddy. You did your best. <laughs> anyway, um okay, so from the first episode, you learn that dude Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. Okay, you get used to that name by the time you finish this. I knew it was a simple ass name, and I should have wrote it down though. Anyway, but um, anyway, okay. So Stephen Avery, you find you see that he is being released from prison. This because... happens at the beginning. Yes. Okay. So it's... just so Carly, just so we're clear, um, Carly's gonna take us through all ten or 
so these episodes so there will be spoilers after each episode just so you guys know yeah it's hard to do a tv episode without giving everything away but um so this dude gets released from prison he's all happy and that's like how the episode begins and then you get into kind of the story of what happened what's going on and you find out that this guy basically from wisconsin which i found I always find these crime shows funny, like, they're always, like, in these states that you'd never hear anything about, so, students from, like, Wisconsin, kind of, like, in a middle-of-nowhere area, and, um, he's got, like, a normal family, like, his parents, you learn, like, aren't the most educated of people, and, like, he wasn't that well-educated, he's a really nice guy, like, but he kind of just makes the wrong choices like he you learn he like gets in trouble with his friends he's easily influenced like he's been in trouble with the law before with like burglar crimes and like apparently he killed a cat which i wasn't a big fan of finding (laughs) out (laughs) like i hate hearing stuff like that but besides all his wrongdoings it's like you know typical wrongdoings but he's not like evil or anything he's like this nice guy and he gets a family of his own he has like a wife and i believe they end up having a grand total of five children and he's all about his family he loves his kids he's all proud and basically a woman gets raped in the woods and where else would you get raped right 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 and the crime kind of leads back to him. And did they it's kind say of, how it leads back to him? Was it? Uh, I know he had like a cousin who was like a total bitch. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Like, I think she might have been friends with the woman who got raped. Okay, so basically, the the cousin, like, there was a few people who were like, that Stephen Avery kid, I bet it was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, like, basically just, like, people saying shit, but, like, and them saying the stuff, like, the woman who got raped, she's, like, in court, and you see, like, Stephen Avery's lawyer, she's in the show talking about what happened, and I really liked her, because, like, she was just so, like, into this case, and, like, thought they did him so wrong, and she's, like... She's going, oh, they had her picking out these men, like how they line up the men, and she has to, like, try to pick out which one she is familiar with who might have raped her. And she said, like, the cop goes, like, oh, it sounds like that guy. And, like, it makes, it kind of, like, veers her opinion on which guy it might have been. Like, because she's confused. The woman who was raped is obviously not going to be, like, in the best state of mind so it's easy to sway her opinion and her memory and kind of lead back to that guy and then there's also stuff like the sketch artist like drew up a picture of the man and they feel that he took it from his previous mugshot rather than from memory so there's a lot of just like shady things going on in the background that like make you believe like everyone was kind of against this poor dude because he was he wasn't just like he just wasn't a very respectable guy in the community he was just kind of like not dumb or anything just like from not very educated family members or anything but um 
So yeah, basically he gets sentenced to uh, how many years? I think it was I forget how many years it was, but he gets out 18 years into it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's quite a long sentence. So, um, yeah. I don't know what kind of charge he got. If he got like, he had to mm-hmm. get a high charge to be in there 18 already. Yeah, I don't remember either. It was a couple things that they like got him on, but yeah, it was. I forget the actual sentence, but it was like he gets out 18 years later, and that's like an entire lifetime. So and how he was did really, he get out? Um, they. They wanted to... They reopened his case. It was like, a 32-year so- sentence. Okay. He was 22 at that time. Yeah. But uh, they wanted to reopen his case. It was actually a couple times. Um, I think he got out in 2003. And like in 1995 or something, a couple guys were like, Oh, we have better technology. We should like look back into this case. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, it's kind of blurry in my head, but I know there's Were another... Were you paying attention? A, dude, I watched this days ago, and there's so many details. I think I'm doing well. But, um, so there's this other dude. Listen, I okay, how- check this out. I watched this, like, months ago. Basically, what happened was that there was a breakthrough in his defense team and, te- and in technology that could possibly prove that he couldn't have done it or that somebody else's DNA was there yeah, and that he was cleared on like DNA type charges on DNA type evidence. I thought that dude Gregory or something like that got arrested for something and that made them like kind of reevaluate things. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, so basically uh, it comes out that how did they prove that he was not guilty? Uh, was, was it through it? D- was it through DNA testing? Yeah, I know. At one point, they had pubic hairs <laughs> that they were testing. I forget if it was that. I think it might have been that. Okay, so I mean, what happens then? He's re- he's released. How does it go? Um. Well, I wanted to go back a little bit, like oh, his. Okay. Excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm running this bitch now. <laughs> but his uh I always I felt real bad for his like parents because there's a scene where it shows it's an interview with his mom and she's going through all these like papers that she wrote up and documents that she like filed and did all this stuff and she's just like this old like average woman. Hey guess like, what? Do you feel what? bad for his parents? Yeah. Oh. Get ready. For Don't more get of me. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Freaking um suspense but um <laughs> foreshadow or whatever. But anyway, like his mom's like saying how she was trying to get him on his case to be on one of those T V shows and they like sent it all back saying they couldn't help her and she's like, Oh, I spent I put a good amount of hours into these and I'm just like, Oh, that's so depressing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then like, I feel bad for his kids too. Cause apparently his wife be sending like all these rude mails to him saying like, I'm about to kill all these effing kids. And like, 
and then ends up like divorcing his ass because he's in prison, not taking care of their like twenty five children. Yeah, but um, eighteen years <laughs> in prison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I just feel I always hate this. That's one thing about people going to prison that I hate is like the families who like get left behind and all of that mm-hmm. while they're just rotting away. But um, so anyway, he got he gets released and by the end of the episode it's like at the end of the episode like is the beginning of the episode where it shows him getting released and they're all saying like oh i know they haven't like finished with you and all that and that's kind of like it leaves you with like a cliffhanger for the next episode (laughs) okay so um by the way this was all made over a 10-year period this This whole yeah, this whole show took 10 years to put together. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was filmed and shot and edited over a 10-year period. All right, all right. So, okay, like, w- w- your first impressions, obviously, that story alone, seeing this guy charged with this rape that, um, okay, first of all, do you think he did it or do you think he was innocent? I think he's innocent. Um, and then another thing I liked was while he's in jail, like, or prison rather, you're not allowed to have parole unless you admit to doing the crime and he like doesn't admit to it just for the heck of it. He's like, I'm an innocent man, so I'm not going to just say that. So like that kind of made me feel like he wasn't guilty because it's like he's not willing to lie and say, yeah, I did it just to get out of prison. He's willing to sit in there forever if he has to. Okay. So you're on you're on the camp that 100% yo like this dude didn't do it. They got yeah. it right afterwards. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um and so you you see that he gets released and you're like, "Okay, this is like an hour long. This is a really good story for an hour long thing. Like you have this guy who was tried for something he didn't do. You figure you go through all the drama of him trying to get out. 18 years passes." He finally gets his redemption, he's released, and you're like, okay, okay, wait, there's nine more episodes of this? Yeah, Like, yeah, what yeah. the hell could possibly happen? Are they just gonna drag out something that happened to him afterwards or something? Is that how you're Plus, feeling right now, or what? I mean, I'm feeling like this guy might be a little on the shady side, just because the end of the episode you hear a police recording where it's like you got Stephen Avery in custody right and that's like kind of how it ended and plus the title is called Making a Murderer and that sounds like a suspicious title but actually it's called Making a Murderer I did I said that nah you said murder no we'll play it back later and we'll see the truth everyone knows the truth (laughs) no I speak the truth (laughs) no we're good listen I invented the truth you did not invent shit (laughs) so so you hear that at the end and you're like do you have any idea where this series is going i really don't i didn't look it up or anything care to take a guess um just a shot in the dark doesn't even matter okay i feel like i feel like this crime with the rape like i still feel like it didn't happen but i feel like maybe steven avery's gonna like do some other like something else really bad and then they're gonna like it's like making a murderer like i feel like 
he's going to be the one who was made into a murderer based on like past events or something like that. That's just kind of my assumption, but Um, yeah, I can tell you this, that it's like every single episode going forward is just like a bigger piece. It's like a piece to a bigger puzzle that you didn't know existed. It's like, (laughs) this is crazy. And I'll tell you, like you will be very conflicted on how you feel and what you think the truth is um it's a very very interesting show they're actually making a season two i don't know if they're making it on Stephen avery because by the end of this i feel like the story's almost finished like maybe yeah. some other things could happen um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it is a great show i can't i like the first episode is good it's a great little story but moving on from here is where it gets really interesting now are all the episodes like done that same way where it's like just a crime type show kind of like, is it all? Yeah. It feels all yeah. the same type okay. of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, uh, we will get, we will return next week with more opinions. I, we still need to, um, figure out what I'm doing. I mean, I tried to tell you what you're doing, but apparently you didn't like that. <laughs> Apparently it's got to be what it got to be what JP wants to do, but somehow it's called a challenge. <laughs> it, That's how I, that I did not think your challenge was very challenging. Or I don't. Well, I don't know, like, because I myself don't really watch. Because I know you watched all this, but like me on the opposite <laughs> end, I don't watch enough Netflix like television shows or like shows related to horror like that as much as I should. So, like, it's kind of hard for me to just, like, pick a show and be like, hey, watch this. I've watched it before, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're just not creative enough to come up with a challenge, so. No, 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 no. My challenge was for you to watch this alien <laughs> shit, and then, like, I want it because I'm interested in it. So I thought, hey, I'll just see what he feels about it first. And that will tell me if I'm wasting my time or not. Okay, I will watch it by the end of this episode and give you my feelings. Okay. That'll be my challenge. Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, and this is the end of the episode. So I did not lie. I'm actually going to review this Un... What is it again? Unsealed Alien Files. Okay. This is something that, for the life of me, I will never remember this title. Because it sounds as generic as any alien show in the history of alien shows, which there are a an, an abundance of. Good job. <laughs> good job? What, what am I good puck. jobbing? <laughs> You figured out the word. I was going to help you out, but you got to it before me. What? Abundance. Oh, I thought you were talking about A and N, because you give me shit for that, too. Oh, well, I got distracted. Just so many mistakes in one sentence. Shut up. Okay, so you challenged me to do this awful... Well, let let me take that back. It's not awful. It's just a weird challenge, because you challenged me to watch a four-season TV show with 22 episodes per season. Why? Correct. Because I don't watch Netflix horror shows except and the ones that I do watch, I suggested and got shot down. So uh, No, you could have challenged me to Stranger Things. I would have did it. 
Well, I told you I finished Bates Motel, too, before. I actually would do that. I actually would do Bates You said you were waiting until you do Psycho franchise or something and didn't want to before. Um, no, because there would be too many seasons to watch. Okay, well, I want you to, I actually want you to watch Stranger Things. Like, this is just, I was just scrolling through Netflix and I thought... Oh, I'm going to give him the most generic sounding show of all time. No, I just didn't know what to pick because there's like there's literally like way many horror stuff on Netflix. Like the what about like Hemlock Grove or something, or Slasher um, or any other series besides. I don't this. know because you gave me like one that's not a horror show at all, so I figured I better give you one that's not an actual TV show too. Well, anyway, Unsealed Alien Files. I don't. I will at least finish the first season. And I'll do at least one episode per podcast just just to complete the challenge. But I am not going to be happy doing this. Uh, first of all, I absolutely love the idea of aliens, the mystery of aliens. It excites me very much. It reminds me of my childhood wonder where I would stare at the sky late at night on the roof and just look at the stars and, and imagine all the planets and stuff like that. So I've always been a big believer in aliens, as in other species in the universe. Not necessarily little green men that fly to the earth and abduct us and mutilate cattle and things. And I've always loved alien documentaries, alien movies, um, except for alien, like the like the like the franchise Alien, but like alien themed <laughs> movies like Fire in the Sky and things like that. Uh, but over time, like, okay, let me take you back to the 90s when Unsolved Mysteries would be on and you would have an alien episode. Creepy as hell, scary as hell, love it. Then you would have other documentaries where it would just, it would be scientists talking about these bizarre circumstances, these bizarre events. You have uh, the X-Files shows like that. Really, really, really interesting stuff there. And then you have modern alien shows, which I actually can't stand for the most part. And the reason that I can't stand modern alien shows for the most part is because they are so desperate to say the most outlandish things that it's no longer a objective point of view or wait, subject, objective, subjective, objective. yeah, objective point of view. Um, it's people with a, a, a motive or, um, a horse in the race. It's people that have a benefit to, to being one sided. Like, it's biased. Like these people who they get to talk about this stuff now are people who believe in it, but not only believe in it, but will ignore other things that contradict their belief simply because they want to believe in it so bad. And it's no longer, you know, this scientific point of view where it's like, let's examine the evidence and let's talk about it like logical human beings it's it's all these people 
that are biased as hell and clearly um, conspiracy theorists who will say anything, uh, you know, as if it's truth, as long as it, you know, goes towards their argument. It's actually very frustrating because it's like everything they state, they state it as if it's fact and not as if it's mystery. And that just annoys me. Um, now this episode itself, uh, centers around the, uh, blue book or something along the lines that was supposedly written by this guy who used to be a government, uh, agent of some sort. And he was like a whistleblower and basically nobody's ever been able to prove that he's ever existed at all because obviously the government covered him up and killed him and whatever, you know what I mean? Like that stuff. Um, what's actually the episode contains is pretty cool though. I mean, there are some definitely interesting things that they talk about. They talk about the history of atomic bombs and, and testing and how that seems to be right around the time that aliens started checking us out because, um, they're like, Hey, what the fuck are these guys doing over here with these giant bombs? Uh, which is like around the forties and, yeah. uh, that that's pretty cool. Cause they do talk about that and they, they get into this blue book a little bit. And apparently this blue book, documents over 150 species of alien um everything from like the regular grays which everybody sort of knows you know the the short gray ones with black eyes uh all the way up to like the reptilian versions of aliens that um people have have talked about i I really like these uh this part where they sort of talk about the different species of alien that apparently is known um, there's even one called the Nordic race, which is like apparently very human-like and very, uh, you know, lovable towards humans, I guess, uh, very, very in favor of human existence, which is kind of cool. You know, there's all these different races and, and things like that. And I, I find that that is very interesting, you know, and it's always interesting because even though most of the stuff is unprovable, um, usually even falsities lie in some sort of factual, uh, truth, you know, in their creation. So, I, I mean, I think that it's cool that even if, you know, the greys, uh, never existed, well, somebody probably saw, thought that they saw one before and that story has, you know, snowballed. Um, and, or they're real, you know, and I've, I'm not against the idea of aliens being as real as these shows say they are as in like, they actually work with the government and they really get into, uh, the fact that there's supposedly a place, um, where there's an underground base where it's literally humans and aliens like coexisting, like working on like super secret stuff there's also talk that like there was a treaty um called like the alien nation treaty or something that like allowed the aliens to abduct a percentage of the human population uh in order to run tests and then in trade for uh science which is what the humans wanted um i feel like 80 percent of these you know shows uh, the topics at hand are bullshit, but I do think there is like a lot of truth to, you know, um, you know, government cover-ups and, and even if it isn't actually aliens, even though it could be, 
I do think that there are, you know, different cover-ups that are just beneficial to humans in order for the mass population to not see or uh, be exposed to certain things. It only makes sense to cover it up. So I, I do, you know, buy a lot of that conspiracy type of stuff, but um, this episode is so fast paced. Like the editing, the editor is on goddamn Ridlin or uh, Adderall or some kind of amphetamine or something because this guy is literally cutting every two seconds. Like it is just like boom, 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 like like it just does not stop. Like for twenty minutes, it went by so fast because it just does not shut up, and it's crazy. Like it's way too fast paced of a TV show to like enjoy. Like you're getting fed so much information all at once that you can't even digest it. It almost seems like like a tactic in which the consumer of the information is not supposed to stop and be like and ingest it and think about it. It's like because before you can actually think about it, they're on to the next thing already, which in turn makes you not question anything they're saying. Uh, that that's a that's a conspiracy theory of mine when it comes to the editing of this. Anyway, um, I actually enjoyed the first episode enough to to be okay with going back to it. It's not necessarily. Uh, a show that I would probably ever watch more than one episode by myself, but because you challenged me, I will check it out. It's not a fantastic, you know, effort, but it it does seem to have a lot of information about um, supposedly like new leaked information because this show did start in 2012 uh, and it's the fourth season, I think it's 2015. So just a couple years ago. Uh, for the fourth season, but um, what do you think of my review and like what it sounds like? Something you would watch or no? Um, I mean, I might check it out. You make it sound interesting, even though you seem to be hating on my choice of a challenge. But I mean, I like alien type things, and I used to think looking into that when I was younger was pretty cool. I used to like to believe that they were out there and. I used to picture them as being like, you know, the typical, like, big eyed, round headed things that people say they are. So, I don't know. I, and I used to watch shows like that. There was like a show on, I don't remember what the show was called or like what the station even was called, but it was like a late night thing with like, it was like sci fi shows for kids basically where they would look into stuff like that. And I would always watch that. So, I mean, I find interest in shows like that, so I might check it out. All right, cool. Um, I will finish up the first season. I'll, I'll try to watch at least one episode per podcast that we record, but I'll, I'll actually try to watch more than that so I can steamroll through it a little faster. Uh, one thing that I will say, guys, is um, if you're listening to this now, you know that it's been quite a long time since we've put out an episode, and uh this episode might seem weird, but it was actually because we recording recorded it in about four different segments over like a month period of time. So uh, I'm not exactly sure what we mentioned earlier in the episode because it's been like a month since we've recorded it. Uh, but I will say this. Um, I'm going to challenge Carly to an additional because I know that next episode we're covering Lake Bodum and Among the Living and that Shutter original, which is called 
primal 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 screening primal screen uh which is a short little thing and i know that you've already watched all of this yeah so i I haven't watched any of it and i need to watch it so i'm gonna actually give you a challenge that should take you a long enough time for me to uh watch my two things uh so we're also gonna watch i want you inside me which is from 2016, and it's actually a short film. It's only 16 minutes long. It's on Shutter. Uh, so watch that. And the final thing that I'm challenging you to is a movie that just popped up on Netflix, and it is along the lines of non-horror, but it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen it before, but when I seen it pop up, I actually watched it already, so it's one that I've already seen that I plan on talking about on the next Netflix and chill. And I want you to have also seen it by then, especially since you're all caught up. And that movie is Alive. Have you ever heard of Alive? No. You've never heard no. of Alive? Not at all. All right. So Alive is a movie from 1993, Carly. And it is actually a true story that happened in, like, the 1970s. And it's based on the uh, plane crash of of a college rugby team that was over the Uruguay... It was a Uruguayan rugby team that crash-landed in... uh, in DS or something, which is like a country or something. It's like mountains. Uh, and they basically have to survive. Uh, it runs two hours. Okay. Uh, and it stars Ethan Hawke. Uh, and it's probably that's nobody else you'll know. But it is a very, very good movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite of all time. Tagline, they survived the impossible by doing the unthinkable. Um, it is a survival horror film, uh, and it's based on a true story in which I've watched documentaries on the true story and the film is very similar to the true story. So, uh, watch that by the next episode. We'll see you guys in two weeks. What do you think about that, Carly? Two weeks. I'm okay with that. You're okay with watching that? Yeah, I said, yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, so um, the next episode you guys should see in two weeks. We're trying to get back on schedule. Um, So see you next time. See ya. Back on the... Back on the... Listen up, all you little cuties. I might call you over for a movie, but all I really want is the booty. Five minutes in, we'll be naked and spooning. Next thing that you know, we in my bedroom. Clothes hit the flow. The head was like, damn, looking way better than you do on Instagram. We tried to 
and watch Forrest go. She said she was bored. Let's hum. I said, bitch, I gotta take a dump. Lit some incense. Then we fuck. I called the renew, but we got six minutes for a quick little noon. So thank you, Netflix, for the marathon. Of wet dick, baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Baby, I'm for real. I won't pull out if you want the pill. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill?